Good morning, all, and welcome to the Business Windup. My name is Zara, and today is our second episode of our case study with Spiros. We are going to talk about pinpointing our ideal client and building a foundation for our marketing plan. Hello, Spiros. How's it going? Hey, it's uh, it's going. It's a good day today. Every day is a good day, though, right? Right. As long as you're breathing, you're, as as, it's a good yeah. day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So I know that. Last time we talked about defining your goal. Um, we kind of just concentrated on a monetary goal and then breaking that down to how much you need to be making per client. If you guys missed that, go ahead and look up last Monday's episode. It is all about figuring out what your monetary goal is and how to break it down into tiny little steps that will make it a lot easier to attain that goal and make you feel a lot more confident about it versus looking at a big number like $60,000, which is what we set as your goal for the next year. So just to recap that, we are at $60,000 for the goal, 20 to 30 clients, which averages out to about $3,000 per client. And I wanted you to set it at about 3,500 to give you a little bit of a buffer room. Mm -hmm. So your homework was to create packages, three packages, um, for products and services that you're going to be offering to cosplayers and then research cosplayers who uh, would be able to use this product that you're creating for them um, and report back. So what what do we have as far as your packages? Okay, so this was more difficult than I expected it to be. Um, so I came up with something that I feel like we're going to refine, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it, there's always room for improvement. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so uh, three packages as requested. My first package, uh, with that base point, uh, with that, that goal or average of 3500 I took my base package and I set that at $2,800. Perfect. Uh, and under that, I put no custom set pieces. Uh, so I wouldn't be building anything custom for that shoot. If I have a piece or I have elements of a piece that I can put something together quickly, that's a thing that I would offer as part of it, but I'm not going to like build something wholesale. Okay. In addition to that, uh, with the editing, I would do light compositing work as far as the edit goes. Uh, so that's like adding a background texture or, you know, like characters in comic books have symbols and things like that, adding that to like a background and doing something like that. Okay. Um, to make it look cool, but not heavy, like where I take a person off of the backdrop and, you know, create and build a whole scene out of the composite. Uh, and then delivering three images. And um, I didn't even know, like, I mean, I just kind of pulled all of this out of my butt. So if this, if I'm not <laughs> delivering enough, if it's too much or whatever, like this is where I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you can help me. So I'll run through the other two and then we can. Yep. Yeah. So the second one, that is the $3,500 one. That's that's the sweet spot. And for that, um, six final images that would be delivered to the client. Uh, this one would include building a custom set piece if the, if the um, job called for it and or doing heavy composite work in the editing. Uh, and like that was all I could come up with because I didn't, you know, the the extra is in building the set and doing right. all of the composite work and then the the pie in the sky one uh i ended up going with seven thousand dollars for that one okay. i figured you know what just double that that average price right and that one would be a delivery of 10 images 
custom set piece and or heavy composite work if it was called for and having an SFX artist who um, is working with us on the shoot and that what that SFX artist would do obviously would depend but it could be anything from a full body paint to you know building a custom prosthetic for the shoot or building a custom piece for the cosplay like you know who knows something whatever like you need yeah whatever you need basically so like that was it I, I I didn't want to be too elaborate part of me feels like that isn't enough but I don't know if if I'm underselling myself just because I've never done this before so what I would do is there's and this is kind of where everyone starts like they'll put their price together and they put their packages together and they're like, oh, this isn't enough stuff. <laughs> but really where that price is going is your time, right? Right. And so when you're building this price, like one of the things we'll say is, you know, your session. It includes session time. Mm -hmm. So up to three or two hours for the base package, right? Mm -hmm. And then they are getting... They are getting retouching. We're just going to call it retouching background swaps. And they would get um, minor composite. Uh, what would you call that? Minor composite elements? Or... Yeah. And, and I wouldn't put background swaps in there. I would say like um, background elements just because okay. in this I don't want to include like a full change the background composite kind of thing. Because uh, that is that is where more of the work goes. But adding background elements that are, um, I don't know how to phrase it in a way that makes sense. Light composite work is the easiest way I can think of it. But. So I said for your base package, it would include your session up mm -hmm. to two hours. Okay. I always like to say up to because if you're done in an hour, then you're done in an hour. Right. Um, and then retouching, so any kind of skin retouching, basic, just coloration, color mm -hmm. grading, and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, additional background elements, so if you do, and it kind of leaves it open-ended, so you can kind of add. Mm -hmm. And then I put light composite work as like an additional point. So mm -hmm. if they just, if they need like a logo or whatever added or things yes. like that. Perfect. Um, and then three digital images. Mm -hmm. And the last thing we want to add in here is that you will give them rights to mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that's use right. I to that. and resell images. So they can use it for marketing and promoting. So now instead of just having two things in this $2,800, you have a whole list of things you're providing them with. Right. Um, so then we would go to the next one. And at $3,500, you are going to say session time up to, let's say, four hours. Okay. And again, you know, if you're done in two hours, you're done in two hours. Yep. You can also, in this one, one of the things you can include is potentially an outfit change. Oh, like, yeah. let's say they wanted to do two cosplays versus just one. Yeah, that's perfect. Or even just like two versions of the same character. Exactly. Or two versions like, you know, hair up, hair down. Maybe they have different colors or they have a cape or something. Mm -hmm. uh, six final images. And then we are going to include the same, the retouching, the light composite work, additional background, and the potential of building a custom set. Or a semi-custom set, we can say. So a semi-custom set would be included in this one. Um, and then we'll just, instead of light composite work, this one can just be composite work. 
And so now for the creme de la creme of things, you are still going to have all of those other things, retouching, additional background elements. We're going to do background swaps, mm -hmm. extensive composite work, mm -hmm. composite work, 10 full images. We are still going to give them the rights to the images. And this is something a lot of people might who are listening might like freak out over the fact that you're giving them rights, but they have to understand the business model, right? You're doing business to mm -hmm. business and this is you're providing them with a service that they have to be able to reuse yeah. in their business. And it's totally up to you as to how much you want to charge for that. How much is your work worth um, for the commercial clients that I have? They're typically small businesses. So charging them, you know, $10,000 for a copyright is just not feasible for them. Like mm -hmm. my commercial clients don't have that kind of money, but I have friends who work for, corporations like IBM or Apple or things like that who do have that kind of budget. So you kind of gauge it based on what you're doing. Cosplayers, I'm assuming, aren't going to have $10,000 to right. give for a copyright. Right. And this is something that if you're happy with the price and you are able to pay your bills and you're profitable, then I think your prices need to be wherever you want them to be. Yeah. And, and I think another thing people forget is that you can give rights and still retain copyright of the image. Right. I can give them license to print and use the image for whatever purposes they want. I still retain copyright ownership of that image. It's yes. still mine. And Absolutely. Yeah, people get those things confused sometimes. So it's, it's definitely worth clarifying that. Okay, so now in your top package I have, you are going to do up or a full day of shooting up to eight hours. And for this one, I do say full day of shooting. Um, retouching, additional background elements, background swaps, extensive compositing, 10 full images, custom built sets, uh, a special effects artist. Um, and then you, they, you will give them the right to the images. And for this one, I would say they can do four outfits. Okay. And I think that with that, we have a pretty good starting point for your packages. What do you think? I think, yeah, I think so, because uh, the way this is laid out makes way more sense to me than the basically two or three things that I was thinking and listing out. And I knew going in, like, what I have here is the base of this, uh, and it's not how you'd even present it to the client, because that's right. clearly not going to sell a thing if you present it the way that I had it written out. Right. And so you want to really show them everything they're getting. Like, why are they going to fly to the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin? Mm -hmm. Because this is the kind of product they can get. Right, right. Um, a lot of people, I feel, think that purely because they have really great work, they are going to, business is just going to fall into their lap. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's not the case. Right. There are some incredible artists out there who are unable to pay rent, and yet there are some really mediocre ones that have gotten the business side down and are making a killing. So mm -hmm. it's a matter of finding your happy median and bringing that business to you because if no one sees your work, how are they even going to know that they need it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's something – I mean, I have not built the studio business clearly, but – a thing that I realized a long time ago was that 
being successful in business is not about how good a photographer you are. It's really more about how good a business person you are. Absolutely. That, I think that's the case across everything. Like sometimes yep. you'll, you know, go to get like a haircut or something along those lines. And you're like, why do people pay this much for it? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's purely that they've built a business and they can sustain it. Yep, exactly. So any questions on your packages or pricing? No, no, I think that's all very clear. And one of the things that I want to like point out, keep in mind that like this is the initial starting point. So once we like put this in and you get a couple of people in and you start talking to them, if you feel like there are certain things that you need to adjust or switch, you can always do that. Like this is not set in stone just because we wrote it down doesn't mean that like this is the only pricing you can use. You can always adjust it and you can always give people deals or not, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. All of so, this is in flux, basically. Yes, exactly. It's it's like a living, breathing document that will continuously change. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So now the second part of your homework assignment was figuring out 10 to 20 cosplayers that you feel would be your like target audience. Did you find a couple of those? I did, yeah. I got like 11 or 12. Um, and I may or may not be on the mark with all of them, but I was drawing on both people I know um, personally and people that I um, think would be target clients. Mm-hmm. And what like what are the similarities or what are the things that they have in common that you've identified? Uh, so one of the things is that it it skews heavily female. There are there are male cosplayers out there clearly, but um, in looking the the quote unquote professional cosplayers um, seems to skew pretty heavy female. Uh, but that being said, there are like I said, there are also some males out there. Obviously, they're all into nerd culture of some form. Um, anime is a pretty heavy theme though. Uh, amongst them as well. So uh, Japanese anime, manga, manga. I'm probably saying that wrong. Don't crucify me, please. Um, (laughs) I don't know how to say it, so you're good with me. (laughs) Um, So that sort of, um, that particular fandom, I should say, it runs across, but that seems to be the heavier um, angle that a lot of them have. Instagram obviously is a place that all of them are. Uh, comic book conventions or pop culture conventions are also places that these they are um, anime conventions more so even than like say a more mainstream pop culture convention like say San Diego Comic Con or the Wizard World Comic Cons. Um, I don't know this, but I have a pretty strong uh, feeling that I could probably find a lot of them on Twitch as well because gaming is also a pretty uh, big common theme amongst these uh, amongst these people. Okay. So this gives me a pretty good idea as okay. to like where we can find them. Um, and I would say that the first thing that I would want you to do is obviously start interacting with their Instagram accounts. Okay. So whoever whoever the ones that you know you really like really want to follow, I would say make sure you're following them on Instagram so you can start picking up their patterns of like what they're doing, who they are, what are their pain points is really what we're trying to find. 
Okay. That you can solve with the service that you're providing. Speaking of Instagram, um, I feel like, and maybe maybe this is right or wrong, but I feel like I should make a cosplay only Instagram account. Does that make sense? I I would agree with that. I would encourage it. I do where I have my personal one, and then I have both of my businesses. So I have a photography one that concentrates on like weddings and portrait work. And then I have one that concentrates on my boudoir work mm-hmm. um, where I would caution you on this is keeping up with multiple accounts is harder. Yeah. Um, but if you're using a program such as like later or buffer or any of those um, social media management programs mm-hmm. and you can batch out your work, and make sure that you have like a week, two weeks, a month, whatever ahead of time, then absolutely. Um, You just need to make sure that you're also interacting. So you should know when like your posts are going to go live and then be available for like, you know, 30 minutes to an hour after those posts go live to like answer questions and interact with your followers to keep building that momentum and, you know, actually make it social. Okay. Okay. Uh, But yeah, having a separate account would be would be a good thing. Okay. I will do that as well. Um, So now your homework from this is going to be figuring out what like the pain points Mm -hmm. are for these cosplayers. So we want to know like where they're struggling and how can we help them overcome that struggle? Because when you're selling a product or a service, you always want to make sure that you are giving them a solution to their problem. Pretty pictures are great, but they are going to have way more value if they are solving a problem. So, for example, I'm kind of I, – I don't know this culture very well, but my assumption would be is that if they are doing this for a living, so they are a professional cosplayer who goes to conventions, who has a big fan base, who is maybe gaming online, they have to make money somehow. So they're going to make money – by selling images of themselves, selling posters. If they have a big fan base, maybe you're selling books or they need promotional material to uh, have like the next con where they can, you know, either the con or themselves, they can promote for people to go. And so creating this content is what you would be providing them. I mean, this is kind of like a very bare bone example. but I feel like that's where it would fall. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's where it would fall as well. And so then I want you to do a little bit more research on really identifying exactly how these images and these products are going to help them. Cause one of the things that I would think would be a great add on to your packages would be offering them a book. So let's say, a particular person has done, you know, five shoots with you and they have five different looks, putting together an album or a book for them that they can resell could potentially be a really great way to one, provide them with another product and two, create something that is going to bring you more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes, you know, that stress away from them. So if you're giving them a full layout, you don't have to like actually print the book. You can give them like a full layout of the book and they just can send it to whichever printer they want or if they have a connection. Long story short, 
it could be another form of revenue for you. Okay. And a service to them. Mm -hmm. So something I just thought of, I'd like to know what you think of this. Um, what what they also might find useful as a problem for me to solve would be um, actually delivering the images social media ready for like if they're going to be appearing at uh, San Diego Comic-Con as an example. Um, it already has the San Diego Comic-Con stuff on these particular images so that they can just literally drop them into their social media feeds um, with the caption. They'd also still yep. be getting, obviously, the the, the un um, the finished images without any of that, but then that's another thing right. that might be useful. Yep, I think that would be great, like creating branding packages for them because um, they are a business. Mm -hmm. And so having this like add-on branding package and one of the other things that I think you can do, we're kind of going off topic here, but I don't care because it's really good, is you know video. Like you right. have enough skills to do short snippets of video. So you can do behind the scenes videos for them, mm -hmm. uh, which will be great for your marketing too. But like to have that for them for both their stories and to have it for um, you can pull stills off of it to create a story that they can tell for their brand and now you're truly providing them with a branding experience on top of giving them this you know three to ten killer images that they can use as poster images to sell so what if we add to at least one of the packages or the mid-tier and the top tier actually add to it definitely to the top tier like full behind the scenes um video yeah like i could actually like make a behind the scenes video that would be at the top tier for yep. sure i think um, it, i don't think you should put it into the middle package i think in the middle package it should be an add-on so okay. what you'll have is you'll have your three packages and all of these other things are going to be your add-on so you're going to have the behind the scenes video that they can add on. They can add on a personal branding package. Um, they can add on maybe headshots, just like simple, clean, professional headshots. Um, they can add on you know, a book if they want to. Mm -hmm. um, and those can be add-ons. So now there's also an a la carte price on all of these. So when they're seeing it in the package, they're seeing that they're getting a really good deal by booking it in the package. And so it's going to push people into trying to get to that higher package so that they get all of these things at a discounted rate versus adding them on into a package at full price. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. With that in mind, do you think it would be worth adding a light version of that to the mid-tier package? Like, um, you know, 10 or 12 behind the scenes photos or um you know yeah. some something like that i would say maybe like five behind the scenes photos and one you know 15 second clip and it's also something too that if they do book your middle package mm -hmm. and you have all these things i mean they can always add it on later right and then it's going to get you a bigger sale out of it because the stuff is there. So what I would recommend for you is when you are shooting them, you always have the video going and you're always trying to get as much as you can mm -hmm. so that later you can say, okay, well, we can also provide you with this, this, and this right? Um, right. if you'd like. Uh, doing before and after photos would be another thing before, like uh -huh. a before photo before they get into their cosplay mm -hmm. 
and then an after photo of what they look like in their cosplay because I'm sure that a lot of them want to show like how big of a transformation they can create with these different cosplays. Yeah, that's a good idea too. So I think that this can really build into something really cool and I'm really excited because I've never truly worked with like a cosplay kind of business model. Mm-hmm. Um, all, most of the things that I work with are traditional type of businesses. So this is, this is actually making me work to try to <laughs> try to figure out how can we make this into a reality? Right, right. Because there's definitely a market for it. Like I, I absolutely think that there's a market for this because oh, yeah. we live in a social media era and a lot of these people are making money doing yeah. this. So. Yeah. And cosplay, I think, is just continuing to grow. So I think yeah. the market's actually going to expand. If I can get out in front of it, mm-hmm. that could be it. that could really position me in that top spot, like you know, fairly yep. quickly. I think so. I think you're absolutely right. Um, I think it's interesting because the more I think about like this model, the more I it kind of makes me giggle. I have a couple of acquaintances in in photography who their main client is like high end strippers. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are girls who, and I, I'm fairly sure there's a couple of guys in there, but mainly female, um, who have literally made it into a business. Like they are entertainers. Uh, they get flown from like coast to coast for big parties. Uh, they have really big social media followings. They, like, they are making a killing, but their profession is stripping, which there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. But like they have taken it to the business side. And I think a lot of cosplayers are probably kind of doing the same thing where they're taking it and turning it into a full business. And if they're a full business, they need images. They need yeah. branding images. They need images that they can promote themselves. Think like movie posters is what comes to mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for this. Okay, so moving on to I wanted to touch base before we have to go on where can we find like where can we put you in front of these cosplayers and i know we had talked about like the different comic cons and like i know there's a bunch of them across the nation so like is there one that is in your vicinity that you either attend or you can attend yes in fact i've actually already established a relationship it's the wizard world uh comic con and i was there last year already as a guest i've done some panels and I've had a booth, and I should be there again this year under the same situation, um, both giving panels and there as a uh, with a booth. Perfect. And so having a booth is even better because, like, so did you set anything up last year in your booth? Yes, yes. What I did is, uh, and this is something that I kind of experimented with. I've done it two or three times now, and it's worked fairly well. Um, so I have the booth, and in the booth. Uh, I've tried to set up a photo experience that is simpler to execute in the booth, okay. but not cookie cutter in this in the sense of um, doing what a lot of photo booths tend to do, which is um, really quick kind of um, lower end composites by just green screening and, and dumping in a quick background. And I'm not knocking that; like that's fine. A lot of people love that, um, but I wanted to do something a little bit higher end than that. So what I do is I set up uh, my black backdrop in the booth and then I have my lights um, to create a colored hot spot of light on the background. And then based upon the character that the person that comes to the booth is cosplaying, 
I bring them in, I change the background color to complement the character color scheme, and then I adjust you know, the other, my main and, and uh, key lights to uh, light them up in, a, in an appropriate way and, and take that photo. And not only do I want them to have that experience, but I want other people to see that experience. So I tether it to my computer and uh, have a screen that shows that to the people who are walking by so they can see when I take a photo, this thing pops up. Right. And that's worked pretty well because I've seen people's minds literally blown when they see me just taking a picture of these people on this black backdrop. And all of a sudden, this amazing, colorful uh, cosplay photo pops up on that screen. That is awesome. And I do like that because um, my initial suggestion would have been, oh, like, let's say, you know, let's set up a green screen and pull them off. But you're right. Like those on the spot green screen composites are typically like. Oh, uh, yeah, that's Photoshopped. Right, right. Um, you, yeah. And so I think this is actually a better a better uh, way to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, what I would suggest is like keep doing that, but then also set up um, set up a way, and I don't know if you're already doing this because I didn't ask you, but set up a way for these people to get their images, right? So whether you're selling it um, or they're getting the free image, whatever you're doing with these, uh, grab their email so that we can market to them later so anyone who steps into your booth mm -hmm. um, they're gonna need a way to leave an email and there's a couple of ways we can do it when you're taking their image you can say hey I'll you know send you a link to purchase this image just drop your email in here you can have them enter a giveaway so maybe you're gonna do you know a $500 off or a full session like maybe you do the basic package that we created for one person at the comic-con that they can win um, and then you can also do where just enter your email for updates of what we're doing um, I would say the first two are probably better because you're giving them some kind of an incentive like mm -hmm. they can get their image uh, or they can win something um, and so that way you're gonna have those emails to market to later because obviously this is your target market right um, and you never know you know someone who might be just starting out like maybe it's their first con or their second con um, and they are doing it as a hobby maybe like in two three years they're going to start doing it professionally and they can come to you mm -hmm. um, or they just love it so much that they are like this is going to be you know their birthday present or it is something that they really want to have images of in a capacity that you can do versus their friend taking cell phone pictures of them mm -hmm. um, so i would say do that but i also want you to make like either a big banner or Print out, you know, two to three of your best cosplay images in large format. So do them either on a metal print or on like a large metallic paper uh, with like styrofoam backing so you can put them up so people can see mm -hmm. what the final project looks like. And if you can, even you can do where on the same canvas... Um, mm -hmm. And I'm using Canvas in the sense of like Photoshop Canvas. Right, right. Where you have, you can show all the elements you've used. Oh, so like show the layers sort of yep. exploded out. So you can show, okay, here is, we photographed, you know, uh, Doctor Strange on a green screen or gray screen. And here is the background elements. And here are the, you know, lighting elements and here is like the smoke we used and all that so on one side you are showing 
the element and then the final product. That's kind of what they do with like artistic print comp for the PPA and WPPI and stuff. They actually okay. have the final image and then on the side is all the different elements oh, okay. um, that were used to create that image so that people can see okay, it started here yeah, and this is where we ended up mm -hmm. and it really shows your skill level because it's very hard for the human brain to comprehend what they're seeing. Like, oh, I'm seeing something really cool, mm -hmm. but how, like, what did it take for me right. to get to this Unless point? Unless they intimately know the process in the first place. They exactly. Just, they literally can't even conceptualize it just because yep. they just don't know. Exactly. Like, if you don't know, you don't know. Exactly. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, it kind of goes back to like people who photograph newborns. A lot of people who start out, they think that you actually put the newborn in the little basket hanging from a tree and you don't. <laughs> you photograph the newborn separate and then you Photoshop them into the basket that's hanging from the tree over the river. Um, it, it, it gives me a panic attack when I see things like that. I'm like, please, please don't. Right. Um, but until you have seen it, you don't know. And so mm -hmm. I think it would be really impactful for these cosplayers who are walking by to see the process that it took to go from point A of taking the picture to the final image. Um, so if you have that in the booth and then do some kind of an incentive to get them to sign up for a session. So things I've seen be really successful in the past, like a bridal shows, people will say, you know, if you sign your contract today, it's $500 off. They don't have to pay the full thing. They can do payment plans on it, mm -hmm. but you get a $500, $500 discount if you sign the contract on the spot. Or you can do something like, you know, if they do the middle package there, they get the behind the scenes videos added on. Um, some kind of an incentive to get them to sign up. Now you might not have anyone signed up. You might only have a handful of people it's going to vary, but it's worth a try to kind of see where you're at and gauge the price point. And the nice thing, too, is that, you know, if you see someone there who you really want to photograph and they seem really interested, this will be a good time to maybe give them a little bit of a better deal. Mm -hmm. Don't advertise it, but like sure. give them like 50 percent off or something along those lines to start getting it going, especially if they have a big following, they're really active where like they're going to start putting these images out and it's going to start pulling in their audience to you. Mm -hmm. Any questions on that? No, no, that's, um, I mean, that's in line with, with what I've been doing. So it's just expanding on that for um, targeting and marketing this even better. So that makes perfect sense. Thank you so much for joining us today for our business wind-up case study. Here is your recap. We went over who the ideal client for Spiros is, and if you are following along with our case study, you can go ahead and click on the link in our show notes where you will find a free PDF guide on how to identify your ideal client. Go ahead and download that and fill it out as your step one for identifying your ideal client. We further discussed where the ideal clients for Spiros are and how to start marketing to these clients. What do we need to do to get in front of them and what pain points they have that we can resolve with the products and services we provide. So here are the three steps that I would like for you to work on to help further your marketing and business plan efforts. Number one is to fill out the ideal client guide, which is found in our show notes. 
Number two is to identify any pain points that your clients have and figure out how you can solve these pain points with the products and services that you are providing. And number three is figuring out a place that you can come in contact with your ideal client, whether it is in your workplace, whether it is at a coffee shop or somewhere that your ideal clients are hanging out. So identify these three things, figure out who they are and how we're going to market to them. But the biggest takeaway from today's episode is what are the pain points for your clients? How can we serve them in helping them solve these issues? Because if we can provide a service where it helps elevate a problem, those clients are more likely to come to you. Don't forget to tune in next Monday as we go over the pain points that Spirus's clients have and how we can use these to further our marketing efforts. Hope you guys have a great Monday. Yes, in fact, I've actually already established a relationship. Oh my God. This, I'm so glad we can cut shit out of this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One more time with feeling. <laughs> <laughs>